We continue our off-season episodes with a special fan interview. Joining us to talk about the Kings and their history is the King Storian on this episode of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years. And of course, a passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL. And when you enter the promo code locked on NHL, they'll throw in a free custom bird dog Yeti style tumbler with every order. Uh, before we get to our special guest today, we do have some exciting news to pass along as expected uh, by many people. Uh, after that three team trade on Tuesday, the LA Kings did in fact Signed free agent defenseman Vladislav Gavrikov today with that uh, cap room that they freed up. A two-year deal worth $5.875 million per season. We will have a full breakdown on this news coming up on tomorrow's show, what it means for the Kings going forward, plus a full player breakdown of Gavrikov now that we know that he's going to be a part of the LA Kings for the next two seasons. That's coming up tomorrow. As for today, you may know our special guest if you are on Twitter he is known as the King Storian. Uh, he reminds us of what's going on in this day in King's history. Uh, maybe throw out a King's birthday shout out as well. Let's find out more about him and get his thoughts on the LA Kings past and present. It is Harry Ozunian. Hey, Harry, That's how right. are you? Great. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, Eddie. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And I believe I, I heard that uh, you uh, recently got back from your honeymoon. Yes, that's right. Uh, I was gone for 20 days, and uh, yeah, now I'm a married man. Well, congratulations <laughs> on that. Uh, so real quick, let us know a little bit about you, kind of what's your story, where are you from, and, and when did you become a Kings fan? So I grew up in Los Angeles. I was born in L.A., and uh, the first two sports I actually latched onto, I think it's by happenstance, were the Showtime-era Lakers, and the Dodgers, you know, that was when the Dodgers had Earl Hershiser, Fernando Valenzuela, and, you know, the Showtime era Lakers with Magic Kareem, it was just, you know, they were on TV all the time. I couldn't help but become a fan of those sports until Wayne Gretzky came along. So uh, at a very young age, I felt like we were spoiled. We also had Vince Scully, Chick Hearn, Bob Miller, and it's just, you know, constant flow of sports coming in and, this is before the internet, so my sources of information back then were watching the news for sports highlights or when the games were on network TV and reading the LA Times. So uh, Stu Nahan had a big influence on me, having <laughs> watched him on TV all the time. And he was a big hockey fan and big advocate of the Kings. So I can credit Stu Nahan for getting me into hockey. Yeah, old uh, L.A. sports broadcaster from Channel 5, I believe, back in the day. Yes, 
Yeah, that's right. Um, so, so you and I have something in common because I was also, although I was not born in Los Angeles, uh, raised in Central California, um, I was a big Lakers fan and loved Magic Johnson and didn't really get into hockey and get interested until Wayne Gretzky came to L.A. It piqued my interest. And then I remember uh, a certain year where they went to the Stanley Cup final where I was completely sold on the sport of hockey and on the L.A. Kings. And I'm going to ask you specifically about that in just a little bit. Um, sure. But have you always been a fan of history? And when did you decide to start something like the King's Story and Twitter account where you're you're kind of sharing the history of the Kings this day in King's history uh, on a daily basis? Yeah, it was actually urging of my friends because we talk about the Kings so much and we've been fans for so long. And they always urged me, you know, you should do something Kings and hockey oriented. Uh, I worked in hockey video games in the past for 2K Sports and a big part of my job, I was in charge of the rosters, and we also got into creating historic teams. And so uh, I always had an interest in the history. And there's also, you know, those Kings videotapes. There was a 25th anniversary video that was released in 1991-92. And so uh, I always had an interest in the history of the organization. And I always felt like not enough was done with that especially when you know the off season comes along and you're starving for hockey. And back then the only thing we had was pro beach hockey or roller hockey to watch. So, uh, yeah. So because of those reasons and I felt like I could create content daily with this, you know, in addition to the history of the Kings, there's so many players. And I think a good way to remember even the obscure players who only played in one game with the Kings is to bring up the birthdays. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love it. I'm I'm a big fan of history, and uh, you know, I feel like I'm pretty knowledgeable about the Kings. But there's certainly players that I didn't know about. We've had people email this show to talk about some of the old, you know, foreign blue and gold days, and some players that I really yeah. didn't know much about at all. So it's always fun to learn uh, about the history of the Kings and and some of the players that I even wasn't that familiar with. I really wish I could have saw Marcel Dion play. I know how great he was, and and you know, one of the all time Kings greats. But I don't have any reference of actually seeing him play and seeing how, how great he was. But uh, that's very yeah, cool that you worked in the, in the video games and, and all that. That's awesome. Um, I certainly grew up as a, a young man, very influenced by video games uh, as yeah. well. Um, now, I know you were tweeting while on your honeymoon. So clearly you are yes. very dedicated <laughs> to doing this. And I, yes. I can relate to this a little bit. Like I said, I've only been doing this show since July. And I remember thinking, oh, 20-minute show, Monday through Friday, I can handle that. Well, it has turned out to be a little bit more than I thought it was. I wonder if maybe that was the case for you as well when you started this, that you thought, oh, maybe this is taking up a little bit more of my time than I had intended, but it's kind of turned into a labor of love for you a little bit, I guess. It's been both, yeah. I, I knew in advance, and I prepare my posts well in advance, so I have about a month's worth of posts ready to go. Nice. But, um, yeah, and I kind of timed it where – we were overseas in Greece and in France. And so I kind of knew what time I should be posting so that they still get posted at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. But there were some times where we just had too much going on where I had to post a little bit later in the day. But um, yeah, I was happy I kept that consistency going. <laughs> I didn't want to miss a beat. So yeah, it, it helps getting everything prepared well in advance. So uh, yeah. And I already know what's on the horizon and 
there's some painful memories like draft mm -hmm. memories coming up. I've been posting <laughs> about the 93 finals, which, you know, the McSorley stick incident that a lot yeah. of fans don't. <laughs> yeah. So, well, yeah. history is a thing where, you know, you don't just have to remember the, all the good times that part of the Kings history right. is uh, some, some, some tough times too. And that makes it even sweeter to yeah. go through all those tough times as Kings fans. Once they finally did win, uh, Stanley Cup or two. And we'll talk about that in a second. I did want to ask you real quick, and I'm not, this is going to sound like a humble brag. I'm not trying to do that. But my personal Twitter account, and I work in sports media. So, you know, I have some sports guys following me and things like that. Uh, probably my most famous follow is Tom Cruise, and it comes from the Kings. He was at a Kings game that I was at, and I just tweeted out, you know, hey, Tom Cruise is at the Kings game. And now, and then after that, his account followed me. Now I know it's not really him; it's somebody who does it for him. But that's okay. probably my most famous Hollywood uh, follow on Twitter. As the King historian, I'm curious. And there are certainly celebrity fans. We saw Will Ferrell in the playoffs this year, and, and others. You, you got anybody that follows your account that you know of that's kind of famous, or any interesting stories about any followers you have? Uh, I know Colin Hanks follows my account. Mm -hmm. um, no one at the level of. Tom Cruise would be cool if Tom Hanks got to follow my account. He, <laughs> I've uh, tweeted about him being at Gretzky's uh, 802 goal game. Uh, he's actually featured in the highlight in that one. But uh, mostly former players. Um, hmm. It's always fun to have follows and interactions with former players and current ones as well, whenever that does happen. But um, yeah, in terms of celebrities, uh, Aaron Andrews. I have okay. to mention Aaron Andrews, yes. There you go. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, Colin Hanks is obviously a big Kings fan. Uh, right. Would love I mean, to get Igor him Liba on jersey. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, I can, uh, maybe I can get him on the show at some point. We'll see. i got to try and reach out to the, some of those people, see what we can do. Uh, yeah. We've got more with Harry, the Kings historian. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some recent tweets that he had uh, in Kings history. Uh, most of, there's some good ones coming up as well, but there's one in particular that he just mentioned a moment ago that was a little bit, a uh, little bit of a tough one. But real quick, I do want to remind everybody that today's episode of Locked On LA Kings is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Uh, now, what is that? Well, it's actually shorts that have the underwear built in, and that might sound weird, but I ask you, is being comfortable weird? Because these shorts are unbelievably comfortable and they look good. Lots of different colors to choose from. And how often does something that looks good actually feel good as well? It's a perfect combination. Uh, I'll be wearing my bird dogs when I do yard work or to go even go out to a nice dinner with my wife. And my wife loves them because they actually look good. And I usually don't wear things that look good. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL. And when you do enter the promo code locked on NHL, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every purchase. Again, that is birddogs.com, B-I-R-D-D-O-G-S.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL for your free gift. So continuing with uh, Harry, the King Storian, and uh, there have been some recent tweets, um, and there's some coming up that uh, are very important in King's history. But let me, let me get this one out of the way, because I did retweet it and comment on it. Uh, June 3rd, 1993. The Kings led 2-1 in Montreal in Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Final. They were ready to come home, leading two games to nothing. I have no doubt they were going to win the Stanley Cup had they won that Game 2, but didn't turn out that way. Marty McSorley gets called for the penalty because of the illegal stick. Montreal ties it up on the ensuing power play and then goes on to win it in overtime, and then they go on to win 
the series. Obviously, it's a very uh, infamous moment in King's history. Uh, what is your recollection of that? Uh, and uh, how tough of a moment was that for you as a Kings fan? That was easily the most painful moment because I just, you had a feeling where it's going to be really tough to get back to that level. And as we saw in the years afterwards, the Kings didn't make the playoffs again until 1998 and they did not win another playoff game until 2001. So that was very painful. (laughs) As for the incident itself, um, well, why is he playing with an illegal stick that late in the game? (laughs) You wonder about that. And I mean, a lot of people still give Marty McSorley a lot of flack over it. And I know he had his press conference back in 2012 during the cup finals (laughs) to address uh, that incident from 1993, but, uh, you know, the Kings lost three games consecutively in overtime. Uh, yes, they did. And they didn't have another lead in the series after game two. So they could have played better. I don't know if it's just mon- mentally broke down after that game two, but, um, yeah, it was painful. <laughs> it was very painful for me as a young fan. And I was uh, 11 back then when it happened. All right. So, well, I'm a little yeah. older than you. I was in college, actually. Uh, and and that was the first year where I really went all in on the Kings. I watched the whole season. It wasn't just, you know, watching every once in a while. And then the playoffs, I got so sucked into it. And then, you know, the Game 7 in Toronto with Gretzky, which I know you tweeted that out as well. That was a great moment. Gretzky says it's the greatest game he ever played. And yes. then, you know, they come up short. But at the time, I'm just now getting on board. So I'm thinking okay, this is great. This is going to be fun. And then, as you mentioned, it wasn't a lot of fun after that for quite some time. (laughs) Yeah, we got to learn at a young age that growing pains, and it made it more rewarding in 2012. (laughs) It really did. No, that's very true. Um, And let's talk about some of those happy anniversaries. Uh, One of them that has happened already, uh, June 1st, 2014 game seven Western conference finals in Chicago, Alec Martinez with the overtime game winner Kings go on to win the Stanley cup. And I've said, and I don't know if I'm rare in this regard and look, winning the first Stanley cup, I get what comes with that. And we'll talk about that in a second. But to me, I really enjoyed the 2014 run more winning all those game sevens, having the big comeback against San Jose, beating the ducks in the only playoff series we've ever had. And then that game seven against Chicago, I have said, and I've seen my team play in my favorite team play in a Super Bowl, but that came down to the final seconds. Yeah. That game seven against Chicago for me was the most anxiety I have ever felt as a sports fan, knowing that on any second it could either be all over or we're going to the final. And the, the relief I had when, when Marty scored that goal was as exuberant as I've ever had as a sports fan. So that game really has a big impact on me as a sports fan. And it's quite the opposite where you see how the 2012 run was, where they led comfortably in every series. And in 2014, it was just nerve-wracking. So we got to experience two different extremes with both Stanley Cup runs. (laughs) And it, it did make 2014 feel even more rewarding because of those reasons that you explained. And I think you win one Stanley Cup, and that's great. But when you win another one in a short amount of time, it almost validates that first cup. Like, it wasn't just a lucky run. Oh, you got to play Arizona in the the conference final. This was, uh, you know, some more formidable opponents. Beating Chicago in the conference final was obviously a big deal because they were in their heyday as well. So, for me, 2014, I love that more. But, of course, 2012 was special as well. 
Yeah, exactly. And it made it more sweeter because of the fact that Chicago had beaten the Kings the year prior in the conference mm-hmm. finals. So it was like the two behemoths getting in each other's ways of the Stanley Cup in terms of, you know, having repeated cup wins. But um, yeah, and now both teams went through rebuilds. Chicago's a little bit further behind, but now that they're going to draft Connor Bedard, um, that might accelerate things for them. Yeah, conspiracy theories abound that Chicago was able to win <laughs> that draft. And no, not Anaheim or Columbus. Hmm, the big, the big market. He gets to go there. What a surprise. Uh, but yeah. there are there are a couple of dates coming up that are going to be – I'm going to definitely retweet coming up from the Kingstorian. Uh, and the first one is June 11th of 2012. The Kings finally win their first Stanley Cup. And as I mentioned, when I got on board, I kind of thought this was going to be fun. And then there were a lot of lean years. And I think, you know, you look back on it now, I'm sure you remember, there were Kings fans, and I was one of them, that legitimately thought, will we ever see this team win the Stanley Cup. There was some serious doubt because they had so many lean years and so many seasons of just, you know, futility that you wondered if it was ever going to happen. So for it to finally happen was obviously enormous. And and just uh, what are your memories on the Kings finally winning that Stanley Cup June 11th of 2012? It's, you know, it's almost like a blur because that whole Stanley Cup run. Um, I remember the St. Louis series and eliminating them just being overfilled with joy. It felt like once they won that series that there really wasn't going to be much that could stop the Kings. Uh, And this is after a season where you questioned if they were even going to make the playoffs uh, until Daryl Sutter took over. But uh, yeah, it was just the feeling of, and then getting to the conference finals against the Coyotes and just the way they eliminated them. Um, the Dustin Brown hit <laughs> and then mm-hmm. uh, Penner winning it in overtime. I, it, they just had so much momentum going for them where you felt like even though they lost two games in a row to the Devils and it had to be done in game six, you felt that they were going to win. There was no way they were going to blow this and there was no way Daryl Sutter was going to allow them to blow that uh, series lead where they were up 3 nothing. So uh, just seeing it finally happen when Dustin Brown lifted that cup, it was, you felt all those years of frustration just pouring out. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. I, no, no. I ran down the street with my friend, like when they won the cup, we were just so excited. Yeah. And then, and I've, I've mentioned this a few times on this show. Um, my wife is a, as diehard of a chargers fan as you'll ever meet. And she sometimes asks me, Especially that that team has ripped her heart out on more than one occasion. I don't know if you're an NFL fan or not, but even in the playoffs this year where they blew a huge halftime lead and she'll look at me and say, do you really think they'll ever win it in my lifetime? And I want to tell her, yes, it's going to happen. And all these years of heartache for you, it's going to be the most amazing thing. But I can't tell her that because that's sports. You don't know how it's going to go. How many years did the Red Sox and Cubs go? without winning World Series. I mean, people lived long lives and died and didn't see it. Yeah. So I hope yeah. I hope for my poor wife that that can happen for her. But I know you know what that feeling feeling was like. To, and you're right. those All those frustrating years, all those tough moments did make it a lot sweeter. Yeah. And no disrespect to maybe Vegas if they win it this year. Those fans haven't known any heartache. It's all been good times for them. So I, I get why that rubs yeah. people the wrong way. But going through those tough times, it absolutely makes it sweeter. Like you said, for sure. 
the heartache for Vegas fans was seeing their team lose in the cup final in the first year <laughs> in their yeah. inaugural season. Yeah. So, yeah, and they're two wins away from winning the cup. So, yeah, they're a little bit spoiled. But You uh, think? Yeah. Credit to that team, though. They've uh, built a solid team, and yeah. you know, no one gave them a chance when they entered the league. No one knew William Carlson was going to be the player that he was, and Marshall So, and all these players who were cast-offs. So, yeah, kudos to them. You and, do. Uh, you have to give them credit. That's yeah. true. And I've told people, if we were in their shoes, we'd be arrogant, spoiled fans too. I mean, how could they not be? They've known nothing but uh, but good times. Um, yeah. I know, and it's interesting, The this year's Florida Panthers, a lot of people comparing them to the LA Kings back in 2012 when they were the eighth seed and snuck in and went on this run. Doesn't look like it's going to end up the way it did for the Kings, unfortunately, but we'll see. It's it's uh, it's not looking good for the Panthers, Panthers what we'll see. Now I feel uh, you, for their fans. <laughs> yeah, that's another fan base, right? That's that's had a lot of lean years, a lot of lean years and, as well. And they got swept in 96 the last time they made yes, the finals. Yes, they did. So. Yes, they did. They're still looking for their first ever final win. Hopefully they get it. I hope that they get swept again. Boy, that would be that would be yeah. tough. Uh, also, June thirteenth of twenty fourteen, we talked about it a little bit, but the Kings win their second Stanley Cup. We and uh, you know, I mentioned how what it means to me that run, how I kind of enjoyed it more, how I love how it really validated almost the first Cup because of the tough road that they had to go through. All the game sevens, beating the Ducks, which was so much fun, and I I think Timu Solani is an amazing player, but. Seeing him go out like that, I you know I was I got a little uh, shot in for it out of that I guess you could say. But uh, real quick, what are your thoughts on on the 2014 Cup? I mean, we talked about it a little bit already. Well, I remember it was a Friday the 13th. When oh, it all <laughs> yes, right. I did not remember that. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that because the season after where they missed the playoffs, people were like, "Oh, the Kings are cursed now." <laughs> <laughs> but um, in terms of the memories of that Cup run. Um, I remember the, all the overtimes against the Rangers. Like yeah. three games were won in overtime, similar to what happened in 93, but this time the Kings came on the winning side as opposed to losing three straight against the Canadians. But, um, and I remember that pile of snow saving the Rangers from being swept in game four. <laughs> and Dustin Brown scored a in that game, I recall, in game four uh, in Madison Square Garden. But, uh, Coming back, it's just that Kings team was so resilient. It seemed like anytime they were down, there was confidence from the fans that they were going to be coming back. And it seemed like Gabrick was scoring every one of those goals to tie the game. <laughs> so uh, it just, it, it that was probably the greatest feeling as a fan to experience that. You know, the three game sevens on the road, mm-hmm. three overtime wins in the cup final. And it just, validated the kings as they're not a fluke it's not like a one-year wonder where they win one cup and they're done uh that team was built to last unfortunately it didn't happen with all the issues that the team went through thereafter in the next couple of seasons but um that was a solid team and now we're trying to see the kings get back to that level absolutely and i want to ask you about that in just a second so we'll talk a little bit about the king's current situation uh, but real quick, I do need to remind you guys uh, that we do have the NBA Finals going on right now. The Denver Nuggets are taking on the Miami Heat, and now is the perfect time to download the FanDuel app. It is America's number one sports book because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. It's a bonus bet back when your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scored to three-pointers made. Plus, FanDuel even lets you continue or excuse me, combine 
uh, your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, wrapping it up with the King Storian, uh, Harry Ozunian. Uh, great to have you here. And I do want to obviously let uh, get your thoughts on what's going on with the Kings uh, right now. Uh, they made the playoffs for a second year in a row, but they lose in the first round for the second year in a row. Uh, a lot of news this week. They, as I mentioned at the top of the show, they did re-sign Vladislav Gavrikov. So we'll see what a full season of him back on the blue line uh, will be like. And there's still there's still some things to do. We're looking at uh, what's going on in net. Um, your, your thoughts on where the Kings are right now, and are you optimistic about the direction they're going in, or are you still kind of cautiously waiting to see how it goes? I'd say more cautiously optimistic because you know the question in net. We don't know who the starting goalie is going to be come opening night but um clearly rob blake's going to do something to address that um whether or not it's going to be corpus there seems to be a lot of options in terms of free agency and trade options a lot of goalies names are out there so um i I feel like that team will be rather active there's no way they're satisfied with what's happened with the first round exits even though they pushed edmonton the year prior uh, they were eliminated in six games this year. Uh, I feel like the team and maybe they're internally thinking of this is they need to be more physical. Uh, that was an issue against the Oilers. They weren't physical enough against them and the Oilers pushed them around. So if they can uh, get a little bit beefier in the lineup, that would be definitely helpful. Uh, the special teams, well, the power play improved. The penalty kill needs to catch up to the power play and be a lot better if they're just average that would be a huge improvement so uh if they can address the penalty killing size issue and in net uh kings are looking good i think they can bounce back and be even better and they did have a terrific season the regular Mm -hmm. season was great uh they went on a whimper in the playoffs but um i think they can do some damage with a couple of additions to the roster all right. Um, and any anything you want to wrap it up uh, with us as far as letting us know? I mean, the Kingstorian is on Twitter, at Kingstorian. Uh, is this anything you want to let people know about the account or anything you want to share as far as running the account or just any way you want to close it out with the interview here? Uh, you can follow me, Twitter, Instagram. I'm also on Reddit. I'm posting on the Kings Forum. Uh there's some painful memories I might go through with the previous draft results, <laughs> but there's also some great ones also with Drew Doughty and Andre Kopitar's drafts. So uh, just tune in. I'm posting daily. And if you want to fill up King's content over the summer, you know, tune in to Eddie's podcast <laughs> <laughs> and also to the King Storian. Absolutely. Uh, no, it's great. I, you're a great follow. Uh, I love being reminded of things, sometimes good and bad. Um, you know, we don't remember everything, right? We, we have we, we have memories, but it's good to get reminded of things and to learn new things as well uh, about players from the past uh, and things like that. So you're doing a great job as, uh, as a Kings fan. I really appreciate the work you do. And uh, it was great to get to know you a little bit and appreciate you sharing some of your story with us today. Yeah, thanks, Eddie. Thanks for having me on. All right, we look forward to more tweets from the King Storian 
going forward this offseason. Thank you, Harry. And uh, maybe we'll see you out at a game next season. Yeah, definitely. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. That, again, was Harry Azunian, and uh, we were very happy to have him join us on the show today. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, and, and again, if you're on Twitter, and as you mentioned, the Instagram uh, as well, uh, you really do need to follow him. I'm, I'm not just uh, saying that because he was a friend of the show today, but uh, it's a great follow, especially on Twitter. Get reminding every day of what's going on, or what has happened in King's history. Uh, it's educational and entertaining, in my opinion. Again, it is at Kingstorian. Uh, K-I-N-G-S-T-O-R-I-A-N. Definitely need to follow him on Twitter. All right. So for you everydayers, those of you that listen and watch this show every day, we are coming up tomorrow with, again, what I mentioned, a full recap and breakdown of the Vladislav Gabrikov signing, what it means for the Kings going forward and what else they still need to do. Um, And then, of course, on Friday, we have our weekly Kings fan feedback show. There is so much to react to for this week. I got to imagine we're going to have a stuffed email inbox but uh looking forward to reading all your emails getting all your reaction from the alex faust news from the the, the three-team trade to re-signing Thanoslav gabrikov and of course talking about the king story and uh as a friend of the show as well now looking forward to all that coming up on friday want to send an email locked on eddie at gmail.com e-d-d-i-e locked on eddie at gmail.com uh, or you can always leave comments below on the youtube episodes if you're watching as well. And we'd love you to stay interactive with our Twitter account uh, and also on Instagram. We are at Locked On LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you as always for listening and watching this episode of Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great day. We will talk to you tomorrow. And as always, go Kings, go.